Letter two of letters written during a short resonance in Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Morant. Letters written during a short residence in Sweden, Norway, and Denmark by Mary Wollstonecraft. Letter two. Gothenburg is a clean, airy town, and, having been built by the Dutch, has canals running through each street, and in some of them there are rows of trees that would render it very pleasant were it not for the pavement, which is intolerably bad. There are several rich commercial houses, Scotch, French, and Swedish, but the Scotch, I believe, have been the most successful. The commerce and commission business with France since the war has been very lucrative, and enriched the merchants, I am afraid, at the expense of the other inhabitants, by raising the price of the necessaries of life. As all the men of consequence, I mean men of the largest fortune, are merchants, their principal enjoyment is a relaxation from business at the table, which is spread at, I think, too early an hour, between one and two, for men who have letters to write and accounts to settle after paying due respect to the bottle. However, when numerous circles are to be brought together, and when neither literature nor public amusements furnish topics for conversation, a good dinner appears to be the only centre to rally round, especially as scandal, the zest of more select parties, can only be whispered. As for politics, I have seldom found it a subject of continual discussion in a country town in any part of the world. The politics of the place, being on a smaller scale, suits better with the size of their faculties, for, generally speaking, the sphere of observation determines the extent of the mind. The more I see of the world, the more I am convinced that civilization is a blessing not sufficiently estimated by those who have not traced its progress, for it not only refines our enjoyments, but produces a variety which enables us to retain the primitive delicacy of our sensations. Without the aid of the imagination, all the pleasures of the senses must sink into grossness unless continual novelty serve as a substitute for the imagination, which, being impossible, it was to this weariness, I suppose, that Solomon alluded when he declared that there was nothing new under the sun, nothing for the common sensations excited by the senses. Yet who will deny that the imagination and understanding have made many, very many discoveries since those days, which only seem harbingers of others still more noble and beneficial? I never met with much imagination amongst people who had not acquired a habit of reflection, and in that state of society in which the judgment and taste are not called forth, and formed by the cultivation of the arts and sciences, little of that delicacy of feeling and thinking is to be found characterized by the word sentiment. The want of scientific pursuits perhaps accounts for the hospitality, as well as for the cordial reception which strangers receive from the inhabitants of small towns. Hospitality has, I think, been too much praised by travellers as a proof of goodness of heart, when, in my opinion, indiscriminate hospitality is rather a criterion by which you may form a tolerable estimate of the indolence or vacancy of a head, or, in other words, a fondness for social pleasures in which the mind not having its proportion of exercise, the bottle must be pushed about. These remarks are equally applicable to Dublin, the most hospitable city I ever passed through, but I will try to confine my observations more particularly to Sweden. It is true I have only had a glance over a small part of it, yet of its present state of manners and acquirements I think I have formed a distinct idea, 
without having visited the capital where in fact less of a national character is to be found than in the remote parts of the country the swedes pique themselves on their politeness but far from being the polish of a cultivated mind it consists merely of tiresome forms and ceremonies so far indeed from entering immediately into your character and making you feel instantly at your ease like the well-bred french their overacted civility is a continual restraint on all your actions the sort of superiority which a fortune gives when there is no superiority of education excepting what consists in the observance of senseless forms has a contrary effect than what is intended so that i could not help reckoning the peasantry the politest people of sweden who only aiming at pleasing you never think of being admired for their behaviour their tables like their compliments seem equally a caricature of the french the dishes are composed as well as theirs of a variety of mixtures to destroy the native taste of the food without being as relishing spices and sugar are put into everything even into the bread and the only way i can account for their partiality to high seasoned dishes is the constant use of salted provisions necessity obliges them to lay up a store of dried fish and salted meat for the winter and in summer fresh meat and fish taste insipid after them to which may be added the constant use of spirits every day before dinner and supper even whilst the dishes are cooling on the table men and women repair to a side table and to obtain an appetite eat bread and butter cheese raw salmon or anchovies drinking a glass of brandy salt fish or meat then immediately follows to give a further wet to the stomach as the dinner advances pardon me for taking up a few minutes to describe what alas has detained me two or three hours on the stretch observing dish after dish is changed in endless rotation and handed round with solemn pace to each guest but should you happen not to like the first dishes which was often my case it is a gross breach of politeness to ask for part of any other till its turn comes but have patience and there will be eating enough allow me to run over the acts of a visiting day not overlooking the interludes prelude a luncheon then a succession of fish flesh and fowl for two hours during which time the dessert i was sorry for the strawberries and cream rests on the table to be impregnated by the fumes of the viands coffee immediately follows in the drawing-room but does not preclude punch ale tea and cakes raw salmon and etc a supper brings up the rear not forgetting the introductory luncheon almost equaling and removes the dinner a day of this kind you would imagine sufficient but a to-morrow and a to-morrow a never-ending still beginning feast may be bearable perhaps when stern winter frowns shaking with chilling aspect his hoary locks but during a summer sweet as fleeting let me my kind strangers escape sometimes into your fir groves wander on the margin of your beautiful lakes or climb your rocks to view still others in endless perspective which piled by more than giant's hand scale the heavens to intercept its rays or to receive the parting tinge of lingering day day that scarcely softened into twilight allows the freshening breeze to wake and the moon to burst forth in all her glory to glide with solemn elegance through the azure expanse the cow's bell has ceased to tinkle the herd to rest they have all paced across the heath is not this the witching time of night the waters murmur and fall with more than mortal music and spirits of peace walk abroad to calm the agitated breast eternity is in these moments worldly cares melt into the airy stuff that dreams are made of 
and reveries, mild and enchanting as the first hopes of love or the recollection of lost enjoyment, carry the hapless wight into futurity, who in bustling life has vainly strove to throw off the grief which lies heavy at the heart. Good night, a crescent hangs out in the vault before, which woos me to stray abroad. It is not a silvery reflection of the sun, but glows with all its golden splendor. Who fears the fallen dew? It only makes the mown grass smell more fragrant. Adieu. End of letter two. Recording by Elizabeth Morant.